We live in a world where something is always brewing. Knowing that we are not alone in our struggles oftentimes gives us the strength to keep pushing forward. So pour that cup of coffee because you, my friend, are not alone. Welcome to Coffee with Corey. Welcome to episode nine of Coffee with Corey. I just wanted to give you guys a little 411. This is the second to last episode of season one, and we will be closing out on season one next week. So definitely be sure to get on my website and to subscribe to um, our email list so that you could stay in tune with all things Coffee with Corey. So I just wanted to give you that little 411 announcement. Also, if you don't have a cup of coffee, you need to go get one because, hey, you know, after all, this is Coffee with Corey. And here's your PSA and pep talk chat for today. <laughs> Hold on. I'm taking a swig because I could use it. Mm. Heck yeah. Mine is actually a little pumpkin spiced flavored today. Ah, it is that time of year though. So the other day, I just couldn't sleep at all. And so I was up at four something in the morning and I was like, well, I might as well do something productive. So I went and I got out all of our fall decor from the garage. And so when my husband and the kids woke up, they walked into fall heaven. Now, mind you, it was like August 20 something. So my husband's like, what the heck, Cor? Really? Really? The summer is not even over yet. Why why does it look like pumpkins threw up in here? And I'm like, because it's the the season's gonna change anyway. So I just figure I might as well get a jump on it. And he just like shook his head as he just shuffled to the shower, just like, oh my gosh. And I said to him, you know, there's worse things I could do with my time. <laughs> anyway, so some people are like, yay, fall. And some people are like, no, it's not fall yet. But I'll tell you, I am all about fall now. However, I wasn't always like this. And I really suffered when I was younger. And just like the change of the season would, uh, especially from summer to fall, would really fill me with anxiety and in turn depression. I just would want to hide and hide in my room and sleep and not come out and just like be very like closed off. Also, I really dreaded the anticipation of school starting in my elementary school years. I switched elementary schools seven times. So it was always harder for me to get attached to people. And it was easy for me to make friends, but I always felt like it was surface. It wasn't like deep connections or I had very few deep connective friends. And I find that I still carry that into my adulthood where I have a few core people and lots of acquaintances. And I don't regret forming that way of going about friendships now. But in my younger years, I did feel isolated and I did feel lonely. However, now that I'm an adult and I've processed those feelings, I think it's great to have lots of friends and lots of acquaintances, but then keeping your core group, you know, the three to five count of people that you really let in, in. Because, you know, when you have a lot of people that know all your stuff, then I think it creates more room for drama. And so I think it's wise to only trust a certain core group with your inner darkest stuff. 
people that have been proven to be tried and true. However, I digress. Anyway, I used to suffer with getting that anxiety at the change of seasons. And what I didn't understand was I wasn't managing my expectations. I wasn't thinking about it in a logical way where I could easily have digested it better if I set my expectations in a better position. And so I think the first place where we go wrong in life is I think we all expect life to be easy. And therefore, we are sorely disappointed when life is not easy. I think we all need to swallow this fact. We need to position ourselves. Things are not always going to be easy. And once we've come to that acceptance, then we can easily manage those unexpected things better. That's something I think we first need to come to grips with. Also, we learn at a very young age that we want to avoid pain. We want to resist change. And we need to recognize that change is good. We should be evolving. We should be growing. Sometimes we get comfortable and stagnant, and we're okay with that because it's familiar to us. And what we don't realize is that familiarity is keeping us bound in our current state, and it's not giving us the groom to grow. And so we need to expect that things will change. We look at adverse circumstances in a way that, oh, this is happening to me. I don't understand why this is happening to me. Adverse things actually work out for the good. Does anybody know how pearls are formed? It's because a grain of sand has gotten in the oyster and it has agitated that oyster so much that it's calcified and over time it develops this pearl. And I just find that so interesting that agitator becomes a pearl. (laughs) And I think that if we start looking at our problems in our life, our agitators as something that's going to better us in the future, I look at, at hard circumstances now with a different perspective. You know, I'm not gonna be who I am if I don't have a catalyst of something great coming against me. And look even at the story of David and Goliath. David would not have been a giant slayer had he not been confronted by a giant. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Spider-Man would have not become a Spider-Man if he did not get bit by a radioactive spider. Hello. <laughs> and so we have to think think about these adverse circumstances are actually catalysts to making us better, greater people. We don't grow on the top of the mountain. We grow in the valleys, in the darkness, when things are coming against us and we have to rise to the occasion, when we have to buck up and we have to show up and we have to apply consistency in our lives. And that's when we overcome. That's when we develop the character. We don't develop things because life is all sunshines and daydreams and ooh, this is so fantastic and rainbows and unicorns. That's not what's going to make you a person of substance. There's this great saying, I'm trying to think of who says it now, but the saying goes is calm seas don't make good sailors. And the storms are what really shape us to be bitter or better. 
And so if you have a storm going on in your life, if you have things coming against you, if you have adverse circumstances coming at you, I want you to start looking at those circumstances as opportunities for growth and position your mind to say, I am going to beat this. I am going to overcome this and I'm going to be a better person for it. And once we start adopting that, we are not just going to roll over and play dead and be like, whoa, it's me. Why is this always happening to me? Oh, man. Well, it's their fault and I don't understand. Stop. Stop. Stop with all that. Stop with all that. How about let's get up. Let's write a pros and cons list. Let's figure out how we're going to solve the problem and execute. Sometimes in the beginning, when something first comes at you, it is bewildering. It is emotional. It is dramatic. But at some point, we need to snap ourselves out of it and rise to the occasion and say, we're going to fix this. We're going to do our best. We're going to do our best. I'm going to show up and I'm going to do my best. That's where you become the refined person. That's where you become mature. And we need to put away childish behaviors and we need to start walking in adulthood. I actually find it really interesting is maturity is not defined by age. Maturity is not defined by how old you are or time, right? Because don't we know a lot of 50-year-old people that act like adolescents? And we think like, oh my gosh, like they're grown. They should know better by now. But I find that maturity is not... not um, not defined by how old you are or how much time you've spent on this earth. I also find that it's not defined by what circumstances you've been in because I've seen people go through similar circumstances and then both handle them differently based upon their level of coping. So I feel like that's not also a defining factor. I find that people have to make a choice have to gird their minds to push through and by determining and positioning their minds to focus to complete the task. And so whatever you have going on in your life, I want you to know you're not alone. Everybody is going through some crap that we don't talk about. You're going through your own thing right now while the person next to you is going through their own thing, which your spouse is going through their own thing and and your sibling is going through another thing and your coworker is going through another thing. And we're all going through our things. And instead of judging each other, how about we just focus on ourselves and working out our own maturity and choosing to do the next right thing because it's the right thing to do. Not because somebody else does the right thing to you all the time. No, you should do the right thing no matter what else anybody says to you. You should be mature enough to own your own things. And at the end of the day, no, you did the right thing. Not because anybody else deserved it, but because it was the right thing to do. And so I think we need to like position in our minds that we should do the right thing, even if the other person doesn't deserve it. I know that that doesn't sound rewarding, right? But I guarantee you when you sow those seeds of grace, when you sow those seeds of mercy, and you just continue on, you are going to reap the harvest of those seeds. And seeds multiply. When you plant a seed, how much return do you get from that one seed? And so when you plant those little seeds of kindness, those little seeds of mercy, grace, and love, even into a hard, cold ground of people in life that may or may not deserve what you're putting out, 
I want you to know that you're going to get that back. And so like for me, I have lowered my expectations of other people. And therefore, because I don't expect so much, I don't get disappointed. I think in my earlier years, I would expect a lot out of people and I was immature and I didn't expect those same things from myself. And so now as I've gotten older and realized that I would just find myself always disappointed in people and pointing the finger and feeling like the victim. And I said, you know what? This this way of thinking is not serving me. And so I shifted the way that I began to process things. And so I would lower my expectations of others and then increase the expectation on myself. And I would just hold myself to a better standard. And if people reciprocated, I was pleasantly surprised. But if they didn't, I was not disappointed. I was not shattered. I was not angry. I was not bitter. And so the way that I've managed not to be disappointed in people is I have lowered my expectations of people. And so like when people show up on time. I'm like, oh, that's so nice. You came on time. But if somebody comes late, like I'm not disappointed because I expect everybody's going to come late. I always give like that 30 minute window in my mind, like somebody's going to come late. Then I'm not going to be disappointed when that other person walks in 30 minutes late because I've already kind of planned for that. And so I've managed my expectations and managed the way I do things to eliminate me getting annoyed with people. Yeah, (laughs) there's a secret. Tag that one. So if you find yourself constantly irritated by people, and some this certain circumstance constantly happens and it's a pattern and you're like, they keep always doing this. Okay, well, okay, if you notice the pattern and you notice what they're doing, then maybe you need to manage the way that you deal with them based on the fact that you have enough wisdom to understand what's happening here. And now lower your expectations of that person and realize that they don't have it within them currently to give you what you're expecting. And so if you don't expect it, you won't be disappointed or bitter. Then the other thing is, is in turn, then I therefore begin to create boundaries. So I limit the playing field for error, so to speak. And I think that's what actually my next episode is going to be all about is boundaries and how we need to create healthy boundaries. And that boundaries are not to um, push people out, but actually protect what is yours and how your nose actually um facilitate your yeses and the things that you do prioritize. And so you need to set healthy boundaries to protect the things that matter most to you. And so those are some things we need to take into evaluation. We live in this society where people want immediate gratification. People think life is easy and people want to avoid pain by implementing immediate gratification. And so if we avoid pain our whole life with negative coping mechanisms, cigarettes or overeating or shopping or gambling or a substance or drinking or unhealthy ways that we cope because we want to avoid pain and we want to release the pleasure sense of our brain. And so we go through all these adverse coping mechanisms, these things that end up piling up and eventually make us feel worse because, you know, then we're in debt, then we're fat, then we have cancer because we smoked. And like, then we, you know, all these, all the things, right? Like these are the consequences to the habits of the coping mechanisms that we're dealing with of not wanting just to address the pain to begin with. If we just get to the pain and push through the pain, it'll be so much better than delaying the pain. 
And so we just need to deal with it. We just need to bite the bullet, show up when it's not comfortable, and handle it. And I know that that sounds hard, but it will be so much easier if you choose to just deal with it now. And the more and more you put it off, the harder and harder it's getting to swallow for you to deal with later. And so you think you're putting it off, but really you're just building up and accruing more and more and more and more crap that you're going to have to untangle later. And so I challenge you, bite the bullet, untie the knot, get it over with now. Just get it over with. I always look at bodybuilders or people that have such endurance in running. And I think like they have to really commit themselves to enduring that pain, enduring the sore muscles, enduring the the pressure of the weight of building the muscle. And I always look at that word picture of that pressure, that weight is actually conditioning them to be a stronger person. It's conditioning us to be stronger people. I think of all the things that I really like about myself. And I can tag each and every one of those awesome attributes to things that I've had to overcome that forced me to be the person of strength that I am today. And so maybe we need to start thinking about the challenges in front of us. And we need to reframe the way that we think of pressure And if we would use that pressure to strengthen us, we will be better people in the end. And it's conditioning you to be stronger tomorrow. And so I hope this gives you hope that you are strong and you are getting stronger. And the things around you are only there to make you better. I hope you have a great day and thanks for listening. Thank you so much for joining me today. And as always, I am your host, Corey Powers. Please follow, share, and review this podcast to help others seeking encouragement. For more information, be sure to check out my website, coreypowers.com. And tune in next time for more Coffee with Corey.